Welcome to Season 2 of the Blue Green Vacations Peak Performance Podcast. In Season 1, we interviewed winning leaders and top performers across the nation. We listened to their stories about navigating struggle and success. We gathered knowledge about winning processes at our top performing sites in the nation. And we collected leadership insights to help us all become stronger. This season, it's a whole new ballgame. We're keeping what you love, but welcoming some new segments as we tackle the topics you want to hear. So fasten your seatbelts as we dive in and level up. It's time to share happiness one podcast at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engine! Wow! Go, 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 blue, green, it's podcast day. Go Jackie, it's podcast day. Go Wayne, it's podcast day. Go Jay, it's podcast day. Guys, what's up? What's up? Welcome to season two, Pick Performance Podcast. I am Jay McGowan. I am Jackie Disher. I am Wayne Rickman. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. But you know what? We got some more hosts. It's not just us this time. We got more people on the phone. Jackie. Jackie, <laughs> yes, we do. I'm hyped up. Can I'm you, hyped up too. I'm so you, excited. Yes. Can you bring in our uh, co-host? I sure can. We've got two amazing co-hosts with us today. We've got Taylor and Daniel. And rather than me introduce you, I'm going to let you do the do. So I'm going to turn it to Taylor. And I want y'all to tell us who you are, how long you've been in the industry, and what you do for Blue Green now. So Taylor, take it away. All right. Well, I am Taylor Sartain. I have been in the industry going on seven years in August, and I'm a talent acquisition partner three for the Midwest. Awesome. How about you, Daniel? I am Daniel Pendleton. I have been uh, in the industry for uh, about seven years, and I am the director of talent acquisition for the Eastern Business Units. All righty. Go welcome, Taylor, welcome. it's podcast day. Go Taylor, it's podcast day. Go Daniel, it's podcast day. Go Daniel, it's podcast day. Yes, as you can see, we're excited. You know what? I can't wait. This is going to be an awesome conversation. It's uh, it's just going to be fun. It's going to be informational. So I think we should just go to a break and then come back and all of us should just jump into the topic. Join me as we celebrate this week's Blue Green Shining Star of the Week. Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. Hi, my name is Zach Richter, and I'm here to highlight this week's Shining Star. His name is Frank Policia. He's been with Blue Green almost four years and is the lead shuttle bus driver at the Fountains Resort in Orlando, Florida. Frank, you show up early every day in the fall time, blowing off the parking lots to greeting guests at the front door to making certain that each and every one of our guests has a great guest experience. You exemplify all aspects of our core values from surprise and delight to customer obsession. We just want you to know, Frank, you are appreciated. We thank you and thank you for being a shining star for Blue Green. Alexa, what time is it? It's now time for the Motivational Minute with Wayne Rickman. Please hold for a 
very important message. Today's Motivational Minute is about moments versus memories. When we're in the middle of something, it's a moment. What we don't realize is when we take that grandchild home, we come back from the park, we leave our vacation, that moment immediately becomes a memory. And memories are the most cherished thing in our entire lives. But what happens when you don't take time for those moments? You must immediately realize you will have none of those memories. So whether you're in retail package sales selling a minivac, whether you're on the line, whether you're on telesales, remember, we must make time for moments because the minute the moment expires, it becomes a memory. And the most important, most impactful thing you have in your life, especially the older you get, is to look back on your memories. Moments and memories. I'm out. One minute of motivation complete. Thank you, Wayne. It's time for Weekly Wins with Jackie Disher. Today's weekly win comes from out west, and you know what they say. What happens in Vegas gets a shout-out on weekly wins. Bass Pro Manager Jennifer Stevens has been with Blue Green for about three years. When she started, she struggled getting her stride the first few months. She was at a store that had been underperforming for quite some time. But fast forward to 2021, not only did she finish as one of the top performing stores in the nation in both percentage to budget and average package price, and not only did she earn President's Club herself, but her entire team qualified for President's Club on their individual performances. Woo, now that is getting it done. Great job, Jen and the whole Bass Pro team in Vegas. Y'all keep rocking. Jay, back to you. Oh, man, that was really good stuff, guys. Yes, love it, love it, love it. So, Jackie, I'm going to pass it to you. Let's just get this thing started. Let's just jump right into it. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so we know that every um, leader in the, in the industry, every leader in any industry has different pillars that makes them successful. And you can ask different people and they'll have different pillars. But here in Timeshare, Wayne talks about four pillars. So, Wayne, why don't you tell them what those four pillars of great leadership are and which one we're going to focus on today? So, you know, some things never change, even though we want to embrace change, but recruiting, training, motivating, and closing are the four legs of every stool. It's been that way 40 years ago. It's going to be that way 40 years from now. So today we're going to talk about the first leg of that stool. The first leg of leadership is recruiting and why we have two of the top professionals that are going to work with us today as we have a nice open conversation about what all of us in Blue Green can, as Jason says, always be recruiting, always getting our name out there because there's some really exciting things happening in Blue Green, Jackie, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we want to focus on recruiting. We want to focus on um, some of the tools that we have to help us with that. And that's why Taylor and, and Daniel are with us today. So um, let's start, I guess let's start here. So topic of the, of the day, right? We've all seen the number one reps in our industry. And many times, Taylor, um, that comes from people bringing other people that they know into the industry. So maybe we can start there, like personal referrals. Let's let's talk about that. Taylor, what do you have to say about that? 
Well, first off, I'm thankful that we have now our power up program for our referrals to, to motivate people because we know on the recruiting side that when somebody is referred in, the retention rate almost triples because they've got wow. a built-in mentor that's here within Blue Green that, of course, you know, they learn training, they build relationships here, but it's different. It's a different level of, of mentorship. And they have immediate trust with somebody that's already in the organization that they can go to for advice. Um, so we see a, an increase in retention as well as we motivate people to actually bring in names and not feel like they're creating competition, but they're getting rewarded for bringing in talent and That's smart. being rewarded for, for yes. increasing the competition on the floor. Cause sure. the better that they bring in, the more they make. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am not a power up expert in terms of the numbers. So if people are not aware of how that works, either one of you, like Daniel, can you kind of give them an example for sales? Um, if they bring somebody in, what what can they earn if if that person is successful? Sure. Over the course of their first year, uh, we have one of the richest campaigns out there or programs out there. Uh, they can actually make upwards of fourteen thousand one hundred and fifty dollars wow. just for bringing that referral to the talent acquisition team. Never wow. heard of that in my life. That's so, un that's unbelievable, Jackie. Yeah, it is. So Taylor, is there like aren't there milestones along the way for, for, for that? Yeah. What's nice is we try to give immediate rewards. So when they refer a representative in and they get out of training class and they do their first sales on the floor, we immediately get them a gift card. So they get a gift card of a hundred dollars for their first sale. They get a gift card of $50 for their next sale, but then it goes to a time frame, right? So in three months, we want to see how they're performing. If they hit a performance number, then we're paying out 1500 for the first three months. If they've hit that. Um, then we have a six month where we go back and we check in. If they've hit that performance standard there, they get paid out. And then if they hit the year mark, depending on where they perform, they either make 5,000 or 10,000. So what I often wow. tell people when they come in is this is the best form of residual income. Oh my gosh. Residual, um, income. income. Thank you. I can't <laughs> say words. Oh my gosh. Um, so, but it's, it's how you can be an insurance agent at blue green. It's the best kind of pay when you're having a bad day is getting that that uh, referral pay coming in and surprising you. I had a lady one time, and I apologize for on a tangent here, but I had a lady at another brand, but same kind of thing, referral program, and maybe her sales weren't great for a month, but she made so much in referral pay, she made more than most of the people on the floor. Wow. Because yeah. she referred in so many people and it came in all at once. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. So, so speaking of recruiting talent, before we get to some of the other tools, what for someone who wants to partake in that, that's never done it before, like Daniel, give us some, some characteristics. We know like what some of those characteristics might be, but what do you look for when you're looking for a great sales rep, either in-house or frontline? No, that's an amazing question. So, you know, we all hear the word, I want somebody driven. So yes. we actually did an exercise to define out what is driven. <laughs> what does that really mean? Right? So we are looking for somebody who's competitive by nature. Um, somebody that just loves to compete just for the fun of it, not necessarily because there's a monetary disbursement involved in it, but I just want to be the first one to make it to that parking spot kind of competitiveness, right? 
um, optimistic because in our business, you have two choices. You can look at a failure on the table, that family saying no and walking away as being a failure, or you can look at that as being a learning opportunity on going, okay, let me dissect what I just did here. Let me look at my sales process and let me figure out next time, what can I do better, right? Because that wasn't a failure, it was a learning opportunity. And my next one, I'm gonna nail it. Um, so optimism, uh, competitiveness, and then we're just looking for that all around, you know, personality of individuals who can stand behind the product, get excited about selling vacations, right? We truly are a company that is sharing happiness and what better product to sell than something that shares happiness, right? Everything yeah. else we can teach Amen. the individual uh, as long as they have that competitive drive and optimism to overcome challenges. Yes. Great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I can tell you what you talked about, Taylor, about attracting people. You were here before I got here. I wanted to know how you felt about it. Rhett was here before I got here. I was here before Jackie got here. I was here before Jay got here. Like everybody on this call came here because somebody else was here and said how much they love our brand, right? So it is contagious. Plus, plus, you, you know, and plus consist, consistency. And I'll, and the reason why I bring that up is because Daniel, you know, we worked at other, other brands together and What's amazing is Daniel always reaches out to me. I'm talking through all of it, through the different uh, companies he's been with. And so, you know, me, myself, but he's always kept in touch and always reaches out just to say hello. And that mattered. So when I, sure. when I finally, when I was deciding to, to come aboard, you know, one of those things was knowing that, you know, we had, you know, people like Daniel and, you know, Wayne, that was, that was key. So that, that consistency and, and I think that's a lesson for managers or, you know, anyone out there listening to be consistent just because they might say no right now, you know, doesn't mean that later, you know, that don't mean that later that it might be a better opportunity. And I think that's what uh, that consistency creates. And Jay, like that's what some of the best leaders in this industry, regardless of brand, but people that we've all worked with, they don't just recruit for right now when they need people. Yeah. They recruit for always. Like they have people <laughs> in their back pocket at all times going, oh, you know what? This person couldn't do it then. I should give them a call again. Yeah. And, and they keep that network in there. And so speaking of networking, I guess, the other reason why a lot of us came to Blue Green um, in general is because we saw some pretty bad to the bone LinkedIn or Facebook or yeah. whatever posts. And so, gosh, social media is blowing up. It has been for a long time, but for blue green now more than ever. So like what, I mean, how do you feel like we can use that more because we all benefited from it, from it. So how can others benefit from it? Well, that, so I'm going to step in on that one. Cause one of the biggest things that I thought about when I was going through the recruiting process myself, talking with Nelson coming to blue green is I was purposeful in remembering how I felt about being on the candidate side and what my thought process was towards blue green. And I knew I really didn't know a lot about blue green. Blue Green did not have a lot out there. Um, I, I've worked in Tennessee, like I said, almost seven years in the same industry with multiple competitors. And I just didn't know a lot about Blue Green. It's been here. Um, and now being here, I'm like, how is there not more out about Blue Green? It's such an awesome place to work. So that was one of my biggest projects coming in that I wanted to put out is we have got to be out on, on in the social space. And then the pandemic has only heightened that because so much now is about being on the virtual 
realm. You know, we, we've switched mm -hmm. to Zooms, we've switched to Microsoft team calls, we've switched to all of this um, almost virtual communication. And if we're not in that space, we're completely missing it. Um, so I'll let Daniel talk before I, cause I, I can go on about this conversation. <laughs> Thanks. You know, I think one of the important things to remember here is that with social media, you know, once upon a time, the greatest mode of transportation used to be the horse until the car was invented, right? <laughs> so when we're now in today's world, when we're looking at whether you want to post a job ad or whether you want to get out there on social media, social media is definitely the win all the way around. It gets you to a whole different level of candidate. You know, we could talk all day about active candidates versus passive candidates. Um, it's a social environment. Plus, think about who we're recruiting. We are recruiting, by nature, some of the most social individuals known to man, sales and marketing representatives. Amen. Right? So what do you think is going to be a better platform? A sterile job board that has a job description posted on it or a social media platform that's talking about your brand and your culture as an organization showing why somebody would want to be there, right? I'm always jealous of the things I don't have. So when you look at social media, the power behind it is not only a great recruiting tool, but you're also aligning yourself to power your brand in different communities because mm -hmm. it's not just candidates that are on social media. Our future clients and owners are on social media. So everything that we're showing out there in that fun nature, uh, sharing happiness, adventures, those are all things that, yeah, candidates are seeing it, but so are our, our future owners. Well, well and this is that. where, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, Daniel, um, Dusty Tonkin posted something and I was like, I want to know more. Like if the chief sales and marketing right. officer is on social media for crying out loud. And, you know, I followed <laughs> right. Taylor's posts. I've seen your posts. I've had people now that I work here and we put NASCAR stuff up. Go, You guys are having so much fun. Yeah. I, I've been right. following your social media channels. So so we're, we're all responsible for this. And there may be four or 5,000 people listening to today's podcast. We are all responsible for the brand that we wear on our shirts. So even if you're not necessarily recruiting, post anyway. So if we could maybe transition, Taylor, some of us on this call are really strong at social media, some in the field, not so much. How do I get started? Daniel, Taylor, if I'm out in the field, and I, and I listen to this call today and I say, you know what? You're right. I want to build my brand. I want to build our company's brand. I love my job, but I just don't know how. What's the easiest way to get started, Taylor? Well, there's two different types of involvement, or at least I, I think there's two different types. There's the partner and there's the creator, because not everybody should be a creator. Not all of us are great at taking photos. Not all of us are great at creating content, and that is totally okay. However, all of us can participate. And when you're a partner and you're not a creator, your impact is just as important because what you do then increases the engagement and the exposure of the content that the creators are putting out there. Yes. So what I always tell people is the key is knowing engage or um, golden hour specifically on, on LinkedIn. We'll talk about LinkedIn because every social media platform is totally different. Um, but LinkedIn's algorithm, the first hour that something is put out is the most important hour. They call it the golden hour. Within that time period, everything is heightened. If people like it, 
it's heightened. If people comment on it, if people share it, all of that makes a huge difference in that because what it does is it says to LinkedIn, LinkedIn's algorithm, hey, this is an important thing. We need to keep it on top of the page because people need to see this. Okay. And when people like a post, we'll say that that's one point. When they share a post, we'll say that's three points. But when people comment on posts, because really it's about um, hang time, it's about how long are we spending on that post, paying attention to it. So when you take the time to put a comment, you're spending time on that post longer than you would if you just do a click for a like or a share or a whatever. Sure. Um, so commenting is, is the most beneficial. What I always tell people, especially when they're first getting started is you do not have to feel the pressure to always be paying attention to, to make all these creative comments, have an elevator comment. If you notice on a lot of people's posts, I put BGB is the place to be. Yeah. That's kind of my, my elevator comment right now. That's what I'll sure. put on all of them because I'm just trying to engage in a lot of people's posts. And I know we're busy. Daniel and I are just as busy as everyone else, but we've created, we, we know what, what works and we know how to do it really quickly because we have that elevator comment to put. That's so simple, Taylor. And I love that. Yeah. Like I just wrote down as fast as I could, everything that you said, because anybody can do that. So being a creator versus being a partner, not everybody needs to be a creator, just engage with the creator's stuff. And a lot of times y'all are the creators. We don't have sure. to come up with the, with the cool videos and stuff. We just comment and say, just a little, a little blurb. Like you said, an elevator comment. That's incredible. Yes. Anybody oh, can do that. I, I've learned on both Twitter and LinkedIn to add Daniel, to add you, because I'm not going to add people that don't respond. Right. So to me, the partners I'm looking for are partners who are going to push the content because that's how the content gets spread around. And, you know, I can tell you, Dusty has 11 people on his senior leadership team. Four of us got our jobs from a social media post that we that we all had good jobs. Right. The best people have jobs, but we happen to be cruising around social media for some reason and saw that in addition to your post, Daniel's post, and the rest of the TA team. So I did too, Jackie. I wrote creator and partner as fast as I could. Um, that's that's great insight, Taylor. But but back to the original question again, I'm, I'm at Blue Green. I love my job. I love where I work. How do I get started? Connect all, with us. <laughs> right. No, Daniel, you go. I was gonna say it's all it's all about connections, right? So if you if you want to be a strong participator, get out there and and develop those connections. Um, because the bigger your network is, the stronger that feed is going to be, right? Because everything that you like, your connections are seeing that you liked it, and that's kind of where the trinkle effect happens, right? So we, you remember the old saying, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, and really when you look at, at in LinkedIn, for instance, is is built off the platform of three degrees of separation, right? So the more that we have overlapping contacts, the more that that's going to be shared among certain contacts and it's gonna build that story. Did someone say bacon? <laughs> <laughs> that's early in the room. Well, yeah. to, that, to that point too, it's fun to connect with people within the brand. And, and LinkedIn does a really great job of, if you go onto the friend suggestion portion of it, where you're networking and you're adding networks to it, it'll give you columns where it'll say coworkers at Blue Green Vacations. And it'll give mm. you suggestions of people to, to connect with. And I'm constantly, even though I've been here a year and a half, two years in July with Blue Green, um, I 
am constantly still adding people. And then what's fun is when I add them and I see the stuff that they're putting out there and I learned so much more about blue green, even though I've been here. Right. Uh, because I'm seeing what they're putting out there as they're starting to engage. So it also helps our employees to to re-fall in love with Blue Green, to learn about what's happening within the whole business. And it can help leaders too to highlight, like I just shared a post on one of our top sales reps the other day, and it made him feel so special. He still comes to me almost every day and will comment on that post that I put out because that made him feel so good. So it's also a way we can use it for recognition, which is so huge. And when we do that, other brands are like, man, this company, they recognize their people. And it's this great tri trickling positive effect. Yeah. Can I comment on that real quick? Yeah, I, go ahead. I think she's bringing up such a great point and it's a great segue. The other thing, you know, we're talking about what you can do, but you also have to be careful about what not to do. You don't want to be that that you know True. we don't have that one friend that only comes to us and only calls us when they really want something, right? <laughs> you don't want to no. be that person on social media. You yeah. do not want to be the one out there that every single one of your posts is that we're hiring. Share proud moments, share happiness, share the content of your life and your story here with Blue Green Vacations because that is what's really gonna attract people more than just saying, hey, look at me, I'm hiring for somebody. That's not really news, but we have a tendency, emotional predictabilities, we always want what the other person has that we don't have, right? right. So the most happiest content is what actually what gets the biggest results and views because I want that. I want to. I want to have what Wayne's having. I want to. I want to be out there, yeah. uh, whale watching, like Jackie and I were doing at Cabo, right? Celebrating successes. That's the stuff that pulls people in. Yeah, I want to learn how to backflip like Taylor off of the off of the boat <laughs> whale watching. So that must have been freezing, Taylor. So sorry, oh Jay. No, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say the other thing, and this is kind of a residual effect. But think about it. If I am part of my career growth path is maybe possibly being on the talent development team. Well, how cool would it be that if I've already started engaging with Wayne and Jackie and different people on the talent development team, not that that's going to be the only thing, but hey, it, at least you won't be a stranger when a position is posted and all of a sudden you're applying for a position and Wayne say, you know, I remember Jay's always uh, supporting talent development. He's supporting the company. He's a, a company cheerleader. You know, I just think there's there's other benefits uh, of of doing that and making sure that you uh, engage and and you know and being part of the company. I mean, come on, guys, we were in number sixty five on Forbes uh, top mid sized employers. I mean, our our employees love our company. That's why yes, we were sixty five. So let me say on behalf of everybody on this call that please reach out to me, Wayne.Rickman at BlueGreenVacations.com. I would love to help you get on social media. Um, reach out to Jackie, Jay, Daniel, Taylor, any of our TA partners. We can all show you how to build a Twitter page, how to build a LinkedIn page, how to reach out and just type in Blue Green and everybody else shows up. And if all you do is go Blue Green, Blue Green, Blue Green, you're going to hear things going on all around the country to Taylor and Jackie's point that we don't even know that's going on. A proud housekeeper winning an award, you know, additional units being built. So please reach out to any one of us because we would love to help you on your social media journey. And to emphasize why this is important, and I just want to make sure we get this highlighted on this podcast because 
you know, we are passionate about social media. We all understand the value in it and we understand, okay, it, it makes people aware of the brand, but what is it really doing? The, the impact is insane, especially right now with Gen Z. And I've gone to generational talks where they talk about every new generation impacts the next. We millennials impacted all the other generations right now, whether we want to accept it or not, Gen Z is impacting all of us. And where does Gen Z before they go, before they even go to Google? Social, social media. media. Yes. Before they check Google, they check our social media brands. So if yes. we aren't putting out there something to draw them in or even be taking the time to highlight who we are, they don't get a picture of, of blue green and they're not interested in being a part of it. That's another reason why this is so important. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I want to double back on something, uh, Wayne's question, because, you know, would you recommend setting some type of alert. I mean, sometimes we get busy, you know, we have, you know, we have people that they don't mind being on social media, but they get busy and they, they don't think about it all the time. What advice would you give to somebody that, you know, like, oh, I just don't, I don't go on LinkedIn as much. They go on uh, TikTok or, you know, is there, would you set a reminder? Is there, I think we have a uh, social media Saturdays, is it? A uh, Sundays? Yeah, yeah we, I, ha I have a calendar reminder yeah. on mine because listen, we have lives, you right. know? <laughs> and it's not just about blue green. We share our own stuff too, but but just that that calendar reminder to go, you know what, engage. Yes. It, it, right. give, it just, that's all it, that's all it takes. So what's also important, and Taylor can teach anybody on this podcast, and so can Daniel, there are alerts. Every time Jackie Disher posts, my phone pings so that I can answer it right away. But to Jay's point, we do have Twitter Tuesdays. We do have social media Saturdays. It all depends on how we operate, but there's a lot of ways for you to get more engaged. And I'll tell you what, we could go on for another 30 minutes. I love every part of this call. Taylor, I wrote a bunch of stuff down. Daniel wrote some stuff down. You know, what else can we do to get our field more engaged with building their brand, building our brand, and really you know, solidifying your future because this is not going away. Exponentially, newspaper is dead. Like Daniel said, you know, you walk before the car. Social media is the future of everybody on this call if you want to stay working and you want to grow yourself. Right, Jackie? Well, Absolutely. It's, it's so important that we build it into our processes, right? When yeah. we have a bad habit, how do we change that habit? Yes. Well, we have to start building it into a process until we break that habit. And then eventually the new habit becomes the habit Amen. that we have. So what we're doing in the Midwest, I know Daniel is doing this in the East as well, is we have a set weekly social media plan and we send it out on Monday mornings as a reminder to the team what's coming up. We've got marketing wow. Monday. We've got Tuesdays where we highlight our culture. We've got Wednesdays where we highlight job openings and we've got Fridays where we highlight our culture on another platform. Right. Um, so we have a strategy for our team because again, we're, our goal is not to distract the team. We don't want to take away from it. We want to, we want to add and we want augment, right? Right. So um, yeah. we've set a plan in motion. So they know the expectations. We gave exact time frames so they know when to go look and when to go check and when to engage. And it's not taking them off of the floor. They can go look at it for two seconds um, and, and put a plan into motion and we let them know ahead of time and remind them on Mondays. So if you can, if you can send that to the entire performance development team, I can promise you, we will support you and Daniel's efforts because when you have specific content going out there, we'll jump on it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and is it safe to say, and I might be going out on a limb here, but is it safe to say that social media engagement is sort of kind of part of your job responsibilities? I mean, I, I don't want to go too far because I know, 
you know, True. but but it seems like in the in today's world, you know, uh, that it's just another way of communicating. And, you know, it, I, I, when I say part of your job responsibility, you know, we're all brand ambassadors and we, you know, we promote this brand. You know, Jay, I'll agree with that. I think it's, it, it is a part of all of our responsibilities, especially anyone in a leadership team. You know, we, we take ours and we send out the links for all of our social media posts every week in an in a email to the leadership team because, you know, if we go back and we look at our job descriptions as a whole in the company, usually the first two bullets are to recruit, train, and develop, right? Yes. So, so those are important Amen. reminders because, and we always have to be recruiting because you never know where and when you're going to find that next best person. Um, yep. Social media is a long draw. It's not a timeshare close, right? It's, it's, it's sometimes a very long drawn out built relationship sure. that that can take months. So yes, I, I think it's important that we all be engaged in it because it also builds the numbers, right? There, there's one person posting or there's 10,000 people posting. Yeah, and I'm glad yeah. we talked about this today because, you know, I think what happens, you know, like everything, if you, you know, when, 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 when a person looks to do something, they always look, well, what's in it for me? And I'm glad we shared some of the benefits of that because, you know, a lot of times that, you know, you know, you talk to individuals in the field and it's like, okay, should we, why should we be doing this? You know, that's a real question that comes up. Why right. should I be engaged? Why should I be talking blue green up on, on social media? Why should I be going on? Some people like doing it. Some people, they, it's just part of what they like doing. Other people feel like, okay, they need to know the benefit. And I'm glad we shared some of those benefits. And that's exactly why I talked about even with job, with a career advancement. I threw that in there because I'm telling you, if, if someone wants to be part of the performance development team, one of the places we will probably look to, I wouldn't say the only place, we're gonna look to see how engaged are they? Are they engaged in what we're doing? Or they just wanna do it because there's an opportunity to be on the team? I mean, so, you know, that's why I think it's important to share the benefits of it. So everybody out there that's listening can understand that, you know, there's, there's benefits to it outside of just promoting our brand. Amen. And let's not miss the connection between how we started this call People that are reaching out to you and talking about your social media post, that's a lead that then you can flip over to the Power Up program. Get that information for that that connection of yours on Ooh, Facebook. Yeah, out, I like that. Flip there it over to your recruiter and turn that little connection. That little post just got you fourteen thousand one hundred fifty. Well, now Daniel, you hit on something there. Now <laughs> that is that <laughs> is awesome. Yeah, because I'm thinking if somebody could just if that's what drives you. Let that be the reason, it, you know, maybe not the only reason, but if that drives you, I mean, come on, that's a, that's like a part-time job in itself. Probably pays more than the full-time job. That, that's, <laughs> that's making the bacon, baby. Yeah. Yes. Well, I always Speaking find it <laughs> interesting when, when, especially when leaders, if leaders ever have the comment, why, why should we do this? I'm so busy. I don't have the time. Well, let's look at ROI. How much money is your business unit spending on finding talent? How much are you having to put into your recruiting team than the recruiting team having to put on in money in job boards or ad spend yep. because you're not engaging in social? Yep. If if we put a social post out, so I'll give an example. I, I put a post out for, for Cabo when we went to Cabo. It's now gotten over 16,000 views. And yep. LinkedIn, thankfully, shows me out of those views how many of our competitors are looking at it, what are their job titles that are looking at it? What, loca what locations are, are looking at it? And, and a lot of them are sales, marketing, recruiting, uh, leadership roles. And that is free exposure that I'm getting. Whereas if I was to put that post on, on Indeed and pay for it, 
and Indeed is dollar per resume. So say I was trying to reach out to 15,000 people that had the same background that saw my post, that is $15,000 that the company had to spend to get that exact same exposure that I got for wow, free on awesome. social media. So Jay, Jay, just to kind of wrap this up, um, recruiting, training, motivating, and closing. The single most important one's recruiting. I can tell you when I interview leaders, my first question is what kind of recruiter are you? When I look in the uh, R20 reports, the sites that are winning are the best recruiters, yes. right? You can, look, I love to train, but you can recruit your way into performance a lot faster than training. Absolutely. Become <laughs> a good recruiter. Yes. The tool we talked about today will make you a better recruiter. Jay, you said what's in it for me, that's in it for you. Love it, Amen. love it, love it. Well, listen, this has been an awesome conversation. I knew it would be. And, and mm -hmm. we want to thank our co-hosts. Uh, we want to bring our co-hosts back. So once you're co-host with us, you're in. You know, you're, you're not you're now a co-host. We could be talking about a completely different topic, and we now know that we can reach out to our co-host because now we went from three to five today, and on the next one we'll get more. And before long, you know, we'll have a list of uh, a lot of co-hosts. So we want to thank you uh, for coming on and sharing your insights, and you know, uh, being a part of this. Anything, uh, Jackie Wayne? Thankful to be here. No, I I I, I think you said it all, Jay. So. Yes. Until next time. Yep. Amen. Yes. And like always, we're going to go out on our outro song. And we definitely know everyone's down with BGV. You're down with BGV. Yeah.